イーベルがフィニッシュに向かおうというのか場内が何かどよめくような感じになっているわイ
as was believed. So that is a good, a good thing. Uh, whether we're a big fan of the wrestler in, wrestlers in question or not, I think I speak for both of us when we don't want either of them to, you know, any of them to get injured and uh, all that kind of jazz. So he's back. Uh, I'm not sure anyone really cares except me. But yes, Yoshihashi uh, was back last night. So there you go. Not a not a very serious injury. I mean, I guess you could al- almost say that he was selling the uh, evil attack, but no, uh, he actually had a bit of an injury. So good for him that it's not a uh, serious one. And. Yes. Yep, you've got nothing to add there except nope. damn, she's back. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> so uh, look, I'll I'll jump straight into uh, Lions Break Collision Three. I won't spend too much time on it, and then uh, we can jump into all our other shit. So uh, it's it's not a bad little show. We had uh, Clark Connors and Carl Fredericks versus Mysterioso and the DKC, and. I, I take one look at that match and I'm like, well, okay, Clark Connors and DKC, they're both kind of newish, but Clark Connors is the one in the young line outfit, so he's going to get, you know, he's going to lose. Mind you, throughout this whole match, the DKC is jumping around the ring for some reason and he's doing shit like, he's doing like karate poses and shit and he's going, hya, hya. No. Karate, yeah. And I'm like, whoa, okay. All right. <laughs> Settle down. So I thought Clark Connors was going to get the pin there because, you know, he's in the uh, uh, young line garb. But no, Carl Fredericks pins uh, DKC. And, you know, so Clark Connors, the young lion, technically won a match. Wow. So there you go. Uh, after the match, Carl Fredericks and Clark Connors are, you know, kind of posing, going, yeah, we won. And then Jeff Cobb runs out and does a sneaky German Fred- German suplex on Carl Fredericks. So they're, they're still setting up their match. We get commercials in the middle with that awesome Japanese sponge one that we spoke about a few episodes back. Uh, this time, Charity was in the room while I watched Lions Break, and, sh- and uh, I'm pretty sure that was the only part of that she really watched. Uh, of the whole show because she was just uh, on her laptop in the, in the in the living room, so she saw that, and then uh, I guess she watched a little more because we watched the main event, which is Filthy Tom Lawler versus Rocky Romero. I've got to say, I'd, I'd seen photos of this man. I knew he looked like a bit of a tough guy, badass, and I know he was in MMA and all that kind of shit. But I guess denim short shorts is definitely a choice. Uh, filthy Tom Lawler comes out in the tiniest denim short shorts. You can think of, well, not that tiny. They don't show off any of his butt cheeks or anything, but they're pretty short. Uh, that that took me by surprise. It's it's still a, a pretty good match. I really liked it. Uh, my wife said Tom Lawler looked like a farmer on a break. Uh, rear naked choke on Rocky, and of course Lawler wins. You know, there's some promos and stuff afterwards. And there you go. There's your lines break collision. Yeah, I I didn't watch it, um, but I did see pictures of Tom Lawler. And one thing that's interesting about him 
and, and I don't necessarily like it, um, you know, because he's like this tough guy UFC guy, but he's always had kind of a goofy thing going on. Like uh, the one time I saw him live, he came out with a giant wolf head on his on just like this wolf head from like a, a mascot costume. And I have no idea why it was never explained. And I don't think he ever did it again. And it's like he does these kind of unique things, which are they add to his character, but when you don't know what his character is, it's kind of hard to, you know, they don't really fit in with a UFC guy. So I'm a little confused about that part, but at the same time, he's a great wrestler. I'm sure the match was fine and everything. Yeah. Um, I just, uh, I'm just a little confused about the the silliness. If he's coming out with wolves, wolf's heads and uh, stuff like that, I think he missed the boat. At Lucha Underground's over. Yeah. You know, we had a guy with, what, a deer head, um, a dragon head, an actual dragon. Man, that show. Uh, <laughs> but we're not here to talk about Lucha Underground and how much I miss that show. we got a couple of things I think we want to talk about before we jump into New Japan Road. And one of them is, I don't know if you want to jump into it now or do you have some uh, bready related tweets that you might want to read out to me or do you want to jump straight into a certain press conference that happened well let's let's do the press conference and then we'll, we'll talk about mr bread here uh before we get into this stuff but i'm very interested to hear what all happened at this press conference and uh and we got some fun stuff we're going to do with this right yes we do so uh about a day after evil won the double titles he, uh, he he does this press conference and some, sometimes oh, you see I expected this to turn up either on YouTube translated or a, vi or a video translation to turn up on New Japan World and it wasn't like that and uh, instead it's a nice little transcript of the entire uh, interview it's not a long interview by any stretch of the imagination I don't think the press conference is all that long but. Uh, since we have the transcript, and since there's two of us, one to read as the interviewer and one to read as evil, we thought it might be a little fun to, uh, I guess, reenact that press conference. Now, we already spoke about this beforehand because uh, I'm going to read evil's parts. And I said, well, look, uh, dude, I'll try to do an impersonation of evil but if it sounds a bit iffy just shut it down and you shut it down straight there you just like <laughs> i don't think that's going to be a good idea no matter what and i had a few wines by then but i thought like i better i better throw this i you know we, we already had this idea to do this it was your idea and i was like how am i going to do evil's voice without sounding racist and uh the way to do that is to yeah don't do evil's voice so <laughs> anybody expecting me to do that you're going to either be sighing with relief or, I guess, disappointed. <laughs> well, this starts yeah. off with evil, right? And and I think it's okay if you sound mean, but if you sound Asian, you can't sound Asian. Oh, you know what I mean? Yeah. So, uh, all right, I, I'm ready when. Well, you actually, you got to be ready when I am, since I'm starting. Are you ready? That's right. I'm ready for uh, <laughs> the first ever Never Open Podcast dramatic reading. All right. So this is me as evil. Keep that in mind, because I'm going to sound nothing like him. All right. Here we go. I'm just cracking my neck. Stretching my shoulders. <laughs> oh, 
Yeah. I should pretend, to, pretend to hold the belts up. Yep. I'm holding them up right now. I'll say once again, between the New Japan Cup and these two titles, I'm the first Triple Crown champion in history. And I have the best pariah there is in Dick Togo. Any questions? Champ! Champ! On July 11th, the world was shocked when you joined Bullet Club. Why did you make that decision? Isn't it obvious? I said it before. By any means necessary. I planned this all out. Bullet Club are the best team there's ever been. Champ! Champ! Do you have any thoughts on your former partners in Los and Gobernables de Japón? <laughs> Those guys? Rotten. That's... Oh... That's you, isn't it? Yeah, yeah, you're I, next. Evil, evil. <laughs> you are currently a never six-man tag champion with two LIG, member, LIG members. What will you do with that belt? That belt? That piece of crap? I don't need it. Evil, what thoughts do you have on your match last night with Tetsuya Naito? Watch the match and you'll see all there is to say. I saw right through everything he had to offer. Champ, in Aichi, you will face Hiromu Takahashi after he called you out on the mic last night. What do you think of that match? Hey, Hiromu, you 100% yet? Can you next survive my offense? Huh. <laughs> it says humph. <laughs> All right, last question, champ. You now hold both the IWGP Intercontinental and Heavyweight Championships. How does that feel? I'm going to waste time answering some such crappy questions. We're done. <laughs> and scene. <laughs> that was fun. <laughs> yeah, that was that was nice. Oh, look, uh, just to let everyone know, we're probably not going to do reenactments for every single interview that gets transcribed like this. But every now and again, if it's like this and not too long, yeah. uh you know, we, and uh, we don't have 50 million shows to cover because I think next week we're going to have three. This week we only have the one. So uh, if we can, if we if we can squeeze one in, and there is one, and and we both like it, we'll cover it, I guess. Otherwise, there you go. There's our first reenactment, right there. Uh, uh, the award nominations should be coming in any any moment now. Even though only you and I have heard this. Because <laughs> we just recorded it now. <laughs> <laughs> well, Luke, we have one last thing that's very serious that we have to do before we move on. I know we're joking around, but Mr. Bread got serious this week on Twitter, and we got to talk about it, okay? Um, you yeah. know, we all we all know that Twitter can be a toxic place, um, you know, and apparently even for Mr. Bread. So uh, he had a little problem this week, and uh, here is our Kojima tweet of the week. I think it all says, those gluten-free people hate his guts or something. They must. They must. It says, I've blocked one person now. A person who says, you, even though he has no acquaintance. I'm a professional wrestling fan because I look at my Twitter. Unfortunately, I sometimes come across people like this, and the more people like this, the more they tweet, I block Kojima, but no matter what such a person says, it's not a fart. Wow, that I don't, I don't know. I think Twitter's going to look at its translating algorithms or something. <laughs> pretty awesome. Because he's pretty much saying like, you know, 
some of these fans are a bit much and uh and they suck and so i block them which is fair enough oh yeah and that's you know if you you know i guess someone sent him fart noises i don't know man i don't know i don't know either but it's awesome whatever it is it's awesome and i'm very sorry if he's upset or something and it's just kind of funny because he seems very upset about having to finally block one person Oh, I like that this guy's fucking built like a, a brick shit house, right? He's he's a friggin' tank. He is Mr. Satoshi Kojima, but uh, he's got a heart there, and uh, just just don't break it. it... <laughs> well, speaking of Kojima, we got this New Japan Road uh, show to fall uh, to talk about. Now, real quick before we get into this though, Luke, the J- New Japan Road or Road Two. That's kind of the, the – when they don't have a name for a show, that's just kind of what they call it, right? Mm-hmm. It's, it's usually like leading to something. And right now we're leading to Sengoku Lord, which we'll talk about a little later. But um, So this, me- this is kind of like you know what we were talking about before. This is establishing the current feud so that we know what's going to happen at the next big show. Yes, yes it is. So if you were to guess – Dear listener who didn't watch the show, that it was all tag matches, you'd be correct. But that's the norm for New Japan, as, as I think uh, you said last week on, on the last show. But there was an element of excitement to this show that I don't, I don't think that some New, J- New Japan road shows don't have. And uh, that was we want to see the fallout of. Uh, the whole evil leaving uh, LIJ stuff. So we, we got a bit of that and it, it takes a while for the, for the show to warm up. But when it, once it does, it's, uh, it's pretty damn good. So uh, we'll just, we'll just uh, kick off with the first match here. We got uh, Yuya Uramura and Yoda Suji versus Tenzan and Breadman. <laughs> uh, <laughs> and, I know yeah, it sounds yeah. like we're yeah, ragging I mean, on the guy, but uh, but I really like Satoshi Kojima. Oh, he's awesome! Yeah, yeah so, he's awesome. Yeah, so we love we love uh, we we love the guy. So we're watching this match. I send you a tweet. How's this end? Will it end with a lariat on one of the young lions? And you you're like either that or uh, a submission move by Tenzan, uh, Cobra Clutch or something. I think you said. But you were wrong, and I was right. That's right. Uh, but before that, I just want to talk about it. I'm not talk- sure we've talked about this spot before on the show. And if I have, fuck it. It's a really good one. And I want to talk about it again. The really cool spots with Young Lions. They'll, the only submission move they really do is the Boston Crab. So uh, Kojima's in a Boston Crab. And uh, Yurimura won't let go of the halt when uh, Tenzan starts chopping the shit out of him. And I really love that spot. It really shows the toughness of the Young Lions. That uh, you know they're, they're going to hold on to this, this submission hold, even though they're getting beat up. So I, I really like that spot. You see that quite a lot in Young Lions matches. Never fails to look pretty badass to me. But uh, lariat on uh, Uramura, I think it was. Yes, it was. And Kojima picks up the pin. You know, uh, uh, a lariat from Kojima, who's pretty deadly. Look at the guy's arms. 
he doesn't need any more than that to beat a young lion. Uh, unless you got anything to add, I'll uh, move on to the second match. Yeah, just a couple things. Uh, one is is that Kojima's nickname is not Mr. Bread. It's no. the co- the Cozy Lariat, which is one of those weird translation things that doesn't quite work. Because that makes me think of the butterfly lock, the Cozy Lock. But uh, it's not. It's not cozy in any way, shape, or form. And two other things. Uh, one is that this is also New Japan's return, um, you know, officially to Kurgan Hall, which is mm-hmm. a, a historic wrestling building that all of the major promotions in New Japan wrestle out of. And it's it's got these beautiful parquet floors. It is it, you, when you talk about a building that oozes wrestling. I mean, this place is it, it, it doesn't get more wrestling than this place. And it's amazing. And so everyone was happy to be back. And then the other thing I want to say is I haven't said much about the Young Lions on this show um, because, honestly, I haven't been paying attention to them much. But you know what? I changed my mind. And I am all aboard on Yoda Suji, man. He is my guy now. So, you know, I just I noticed that they had a commercial before the show. Uh, that was teaching, they had these commercials that kind of teach you how to watch wrestling and the rules of when you're watching it live and stuff. And they're really neat, the different kinds of matches. And they had him in one of these with Hanma. And it was just, I was like, this guy's got something. I don't know what it was. Like, I just seeing that, you know, made me realize that he's got something. And so I'll be keeping an eye on Suji from now on. Yeah, I think that's a good idea. He's also uh, starting to put moves together really well. Uh Saw a pretty nice looking drop kick from him last night too. Yes, yes. So he's he's starting to uh, put it all together, which means we might see him go on excursion soon or in another year. You never know. Uh, not really much many places they can go at the moment. But uh, actually, that's bullshit. Like, just send him to Noah for a year. Jeez, I don't know. They got some beef, man. They, you know, like they, all Japan is associated with Noah, and all Japan and New Japan have this beef that I can't even talk about because I don't know shit about it. But it goes right. years and years. So they've had issues since, you know, like when when Suzuki came back and they had all the G1 stuff, like that caused some issue, I guess. And so now they aren't like working together. I don't know. That's weird to me since um, that they're working with all Japan again since. Um, well, they're I not. Read- that's I read up. No, I don't mean New Japan. I mean Noah, because I read up a little bit of Noah's origins because that'll feed into our homework uh, segment. Aha. Uh-huh. Uh, and uh, you know, uh, uh, apparently the origin of Noah, they all left in a mass exodus. Like twenty-four of the twenty-six contracted stars said, "Yeah, we're we're out of here," and they went and formed Noah. And uh, I guess that mass exodus leaving, I guess Noah becomes. A bit of a Noah's Arkish kind of name, which is exactly <laughs> what it is. So awesome. it surprises me that. Uh, who, all right, no one, no one wants to hear me talk about Noah and all Japan anyway. They're here to talk, listen to us talk about New Japan. So let's go into it. We got uh, Tomohiro Ishii, uh, Toriyanu, Yoshihashi, and Show versus Tomoaki Homa, Togi Makabe, Ryusuke Taguchi, and Gabriel Kidd. So Yoshi is back, which is. Really nice. Uh, Gabriel Kidd shows a bit of fire in this, doesn't he? Yeah. He was all, you know, like these uh, these young lions that, that get all, they start talking shit to, to Ishii. That's a bad move, man. I mean, like, I get it. They're trying to show him up and trying to, you know, show that fire. But, God damn, they always pay for it every time. <laughs> I wouldn't piss that guy off too much. Uh, no. 
<laughs> one throat one throat chop and on a young line and he might be he might be down for the count and uh i really like some of the spots in this match there's a really nice one where it's a it's a standard one that taguchi does where he gets everyone on his team you know because he's the coach and he and he gets it one of the uh opposing team in a in the in one of the corners and everyone starts running in a circle doing clotheslines to him so uh he starts fucking he goes he goes to the ropes and he's going yeah look how good a coach i am and stuff did you like that look it's still going on behind me and meanwhile uh <laughs> meanwhile all the gucci's guys have been cleared uh cleared out of the ring except for one who's now in the turnbuckle and they're kind of doing clotheslines and shit on him led by Toriyano, which i thought was pretty hilarious as well and then uh <clears throat> the end of the match wow paul gabriel kid you know he gets uh, a catapult into the turnbuckle which is bad because it's a Toriyano match of course there is no padding on one of the turnbuckles because he takes it off all the time and then uh, <laughs> that a fair play move, which is, in my opinion, his finishing move. The New Japan website always says schoolboy. But what does he do before the schoolboy? He does his yeah. bloody finishing move, which is a punch <laughs> to the nuts. So he doesn't even, like, you don't need to do your finishes on young lines to beat him. But just to rub salt in the wound, low blow onto Gabriel Kidd <laughs> and rolls him up. <laughs> one, two, three. <laughs> what? Two things in this match that were awesome. One, you noticed immediately. You were like, man, Sho and Makabe were going at it. And you're like, oh, I kind of want to see this match. These two guys, man, they were really going, getting after it. And it was pretty cool. Um, the other thing, too, is that when Yano, Yano, they had this hot tag moment where Yano finally gets tagged in. It's a big hot tag. And he immediately runs to the corner. Instead of, like, doing offense to a downed opponent like you would do on a, a hot tag, he just runs to the corner and takes the, the turnbuckle cover off and then gets destroyed. <laughs> it's, it's, like, awesome subverting your expectations stuff that he's great at. I really like that you brought up the uh, show market based stuff because – I was like, well, what do you do with show now that because uh, Yo's he, he might still be one half of the junior cha- uh, tag champs, but Yo's on the shelf at the moment. We don't know for how long. And I just, you know, maybe a little bit too much wine. I was just, what do you do with show? And I was like, then I'm watching him trade blows with Mark Bay. I'm like, oh, j- we should have him just start like wrestling previous never champs or never. Yeah, previous never champs or you know, wrestlers of that ilk, and have him start like beating them and things like that on his road back to fighting Shingo again. Maybe I don't know, but uh, that that's a bit of that's my kind of show fantasy there, shining through. <laughs> and uh, I, I like it though. I like yeah. that idea. You know, he needs to recover. You know, although he had a great showing against Shingo, he did lose. And, mm-hmm. you know, so that sets him back just a little bit in the eyes of the fans. So I think beating a guy like Makabe would be a great way to kind of, you know, rebuild him a little bit. Yep. And, uh, yeah, and I also think because if he wants to challenge for the Never Openweight title again, he should chat. He should challenge people who usually challenge for it, which I'd really like to see. Some, some he can't. Like, uh, I'd love to see Show versus Ishii or something like that, but they're both in chaos. And all that kind of stuff. So 
you know, we never know. I, I, I want him to do something really big with show because I think he's awesome. And uh, I see so if he, if this was another company, I, I'm, I'm not, and I'm not going to do this all the time. If this was another company kind of shit, but if uh, one tag team member was on the shelf, they'd probably they'd usually put them both on the shelf, you know. Yeah. But uh, in New Japan, they're like, well, why put this guy on the shelf? Uh, he's awesome. Uh, you know, we can we can do other things with him in the meantime, which is something I appreciate. And here we are. We got our third match. We've got Shingo and Sonata versus Dauki and El Desperado. I want to say the preview stuff between Shingo and El Desperado is pretty damn awesome. El Desperado does not back down, which is definitely what you want to see for a never open title match. And he also does a, a bit of a Tanahashi to Shingo. So what I mean by that is he goes after Shingo's leg big time because uh, on paper, I guess no one's going to believe that Shingo is going to lose against El Desperado. So let's, let's, let's create some tension here. And why not go to the Tanahashi route? It's tried and true. It's, I say it's the Tanahashi route, but it's been a it's been a wrestling staple for well forever, really, isn't it? Yeah, isn't since it? The, since the beginning, the injury angle's always been a thing, and you know, I mean, it, it's just something that you always see, especially with your you know with with a baby face that's kind of overpowered. You got to kind of knock him down to to your level if you're if you're a bad guy so that's what desperado's doing now luke did you notice desperado's new mask uh no (laughs) yeah well usually his mask is like white with black accents and his new one is like black with like gold accents i think and it looks super cool it's like his mask is awesome anyway, but he looks like twice as evil now. And, uh, you know, not in the evil sense, but in the regular sense of the word. And, um, you know, I, I just I just think he's he's kind of changing things up to kind of up his game a little bit. Um, too bad Dookie isn't, you know. Yeah. Uh, I don't know, man. Like, it sounds to me like they hired uh, Dookie to be in that spot that he's in. So I'm not sure. Uh, He's solid in the ring too, so he's not. It's not like we're like, oh, great, it's Dowkey. He's complete garbage. At least I don't think he's complete garbage. He's got decent moves and stuff. They've just, um, you know, jobified the shit out of him. Yeah. Well, you so, know, you got you got to have guys in these factions that are going to lose, you know. Yeah. And uh, I thought it was interesting because when he did lose, he tapped out immediately. I mean, like instantly. And and usually Sonata. Um, who was the one who tapped him out, usually Sonata's um, finisher has to put on like 600 times before it works. You know, so Dowkey's like a gigantic jobber because he just tapped immediately. <laughs> and sometimes it never works because he'll, right. uh, he'll let it go when someone's faded, faded out and Sonata will get on the top rope and do a mood assault, which usually puts opponents away if the if the cold skull's not doing the job. But this is Dowkey we're talking about. And- <laughs> That's true. Just just a slight pressure with the cold skull is enough to make Dowkey tap. <laughs> and, of course, we get a, a usual thing after we've had three matches, which is uh, ring cleaning and commercials, all that kind of jazz. Uh, if you got anything else to add to the Shingo match, I just, it, it, of course, Dowkey loses uh, to Sonata, but uh, excellent preview stuff there, and I'm th- very excited for their match on Saturday night. 
or morning. Well, the only thing that we're missing here is that, you know, uh, Desperado had stolen the belt from Shingo. So he came out with the belt. Shingo immediately That's attacked right. him and got the belt back. But then after the end, when the when, um, you know, Shingo and Sonata are celebrating, then El Desperado attacked him again and stole the belt again. And he mm-hmm. yelled some he yelled some bullshit at him like, oh, he's like he's like, I'll hold on to this for you. And I accept your challenge for the belt. Like, ooh, you son of a bitch, you know. <laughs> So they've set it up in such a way that uh, you want to see Shingo beat the shit out of El Desperado. So hopefully we will get that. Actually, you know, a good back and forth, of course, but uh, ultimately a total ass beating by the end of it would be agreeable to me. Uh, <laughs> I, I like El Despi, but I love Shingo, so I'd be happy for him to keep that never belt for a while. I, last time I said that, I'd be happy if Naito keeps this belt for a nice long reign. He deserves it. And fucking <laughs> look at the world we're living in now. <laughs> uh, yes. All right. Uh, <laughs> moving on. We've got uh, Yujiro Takahashi and Gato versus Goto and Okada. It's pretty much a preview match between Okada and Yujiro. And it was all right. Uh yeah, it's it's all right. Uh, I don't think Yujiro has a chance in hell, but uh, they did a, a nice little promo package at the start, either at the start of this match or at the start of the whole show, which showed that uh, there's a bit of a history there of uh, Yujiro Takahashi fucking over Okada. So, you know, I'm 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 all in for that story. It's not probably not going to be a long story, but you know, it, it it'll be a decent match. So I'm looking forward to that. Of course, GTR on Gato and Goto gets the pin, much to your disappointment. <laughs> but uh, I I don't know. Look, just on Goto, I just want to ask, what do you like better, the GTR or the reverse GTR? Uh, the one that he did this time, I, I don't. The one where it goes like, I feel like one of them he takes him to the to the mat, and one of them he takes him over his knee. And I think the one where it's over the knee, I think is that is that or is it always over the knee? I can't remember. I don't know. <laughs> I'm asking you go to questions, and you're like, dude, I'm supposed to be awake to do a podcast. Stop putting uh, hey. No, I have something nice to say about Goto here, actually. Um, the, the GTR is a great move. It's awesome, it especially if the guy taking it is much smaller than him. Then it looks like he's fucking killing him. Um, but my favorite part of this match, which has just made me smile so big, is Gato, of course, is looking for Gato's revenge. He's never going to stop. And he, at a certain point, gets out the brass knuckles. And he's got his arm kind of outstretched. And, and fucking Goto just steps right on his hand. And that... Part. I don't know why it tickled me so much. It's just Gato. I love watching Gato wrestle because his his he gets egg on his face every time, and he's so good at it. It makes me laugh so much. Um, the other thing too that happened in the match that I thought was interesting was that um, Yujiro was out of position for the uh, Okada drop kick. He was supposed to already be running, and Okada is starting to swing his arms to go up to do the drop kick, and Yujiro sees it goes, oh, shit, runs right into the ropes, bounces off, and lands and gets their perfect timing for it. And I was like, wow, great recovery. Because what a lot of people don't you know, think about is that, yes, 
you know, um, hitting moves and, and knowing moves and stuff is really important, but knowing how to take them and where to be is so much more important in a lot of ways. So, you know, uh, the it's fact that what you're taught first, isn't it? When you're, um, training to be a wrestler, you're, you're not taught to do moves when you start, you're taught to take them. It depends on who's teaching you, but that, that can be the case for sure. Um, you know, because, they go hand in hand, but it's, it's so important. Like the best wrestlers are the guys that are awesome at positioning and they're always there and you don't notice it. You know what I mean? Of course you're not going to yeah. notice it, but you only notice it when they do it wrong and you see someone hesitate, which you rarely see in new Japan, you know, but um, it's like, we saw that a little bit with Dick Togo. Uh, we'll talk about here in a minute, but you know, it's just being where you're supposed to be. And that's the stuff that takes years to learn, you know, to be, to have it be second nature, to be able to look at Okada, know he's about to do the drop kick, run into the ropes, you know, without even talking to him, you've, you've, you know, figured that out. So I thought that was just kind of a cool little thing that happened in the match. Yeah. And yeah, it's not a bad little preview. And I got to say, I love Gato's on-screen character because he, he's on-screen character loses as much as Dowkey. And that's why, <laughs> and that's why it works for me. Uh, because he's, as people probably know, and as we say at the end of every show in Gator we trust, he's he's the head booker of New Japan Pro Wrestling. And there has been a history in wrestling of people who are active wrestlers getting the book and then, uh, you know, kind of writing their own destiny to be fucking awesome source, right? Uh, it's not about him. And he knows it. And, and that's kind of why his character works for me uh he's you know he's a seems like a pretty unselfish dude it's 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 all about it's all about the talent and uh building them up not building yourself up so there's another aspect uh, another reason why i think gato's fucking awesome there you go all right, Luke. All right, all right. All this other stuff that we've been talking about this whole time has been fucking bullshit. Because guess what? It's fucking Master Watto time. Let's yes. talk about it. <laughs> yes, yes, please. So we've got the Grandmaster, or the way to the Grandmaster. So he's not there yet. He's on his way. <laughs> <laughs> so not only do we have Watto, but we have something that's kind of cool. Uh, Tenzan comes out with him. Yeah. So there's a bit of a mentorship kind of thing happening there. I quite like that. So we've got Master Wato, Yuji Nagata, Kota Abushi, and Hiroshi Tanahashi versus Suzuki Gun, which is Zack Sabre Jr. Uh, Minaro Suzuki. I nearly forgot his fucking first name. Minaro Suzuki, Yoshinobu Kanemaru, and Taichi. So much beef in this match is what I tweeted <laughs> because you've got Wato and Kanemaru going at it. You've got the Golden Ace and the Techers going at it. In, in, at the moment too and you've got Nagata versus Suzuki oh there's a lot of beef in this match great storytelling in this match too it, it's so fucking good I got a bit drunk and chatty last night so I rewatched it uh this morning just before we started to record just so I can uh, actually talk about it without me feeling like a giant <laughs> really uh I I love this match straight away you've got Nagata and Suzuki recommencing their battles which oh tickled my soul because uh, mr suzuki had a cold and had to miss uh, last weekend's shows uh, essentially just uh, to be on the safe side i think it was just a standard cold but 
Uh, you don't want your wrestlers getting COVID, and you don't want your wrestlers getting a cold either. So he uh, he had the weekend off, but now he's back. And I was like, oh, are they going to do more Nagata stuff? Yes, yes, they are. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I was a part of me it was hoping that the Golden Ace and the Dangerous Takers would go on to different feuds, but there aren't a huge amount of heavyweight tag teams. I guess you've got ten cozy, but you've got tens and a little busy now with the Wato stuff. So, I uh, you know I don't mind. Uh, Golden Ace versus Dangerous Takers was a great match, and wow, they hate Tanahashi's knee. <laughs> not not only do uh, Tai Chi and Zack Sabre Jr. just fuck that knee up, you know Suzuki's getting in on it too, all this kind of stuff. So you've got all those stories, but then you've got the the other story about uh, the noob, which is Master Wato. And he's new, he's fresh. In my opinion, he's hot. I don't mean in looks-wise, I guess, if people like that, that's no problem. But, I mean, you know, he's a hot up-and-comer. He's really good. He's got great moves, nice look, all that kind of stuff, in my opinion. And he's he's on uh, – he's beaten Dowkey, so he's gone up the next level. Actually, I think he leveled up – must have leveled up a couple times because I'd say Kanemaru is like a level four, whereas Dowkey's like – Dowkey's like level one, maybe. So I really like the story in this match. The ending is fucking fantastic because we've got uh, Yoshinobu Kanemaru and Wato beating each other up in the ring. Uh, Suzuki comes in for an assist with uh, Kanemaru, and then Kanemaru gets him up. Uh, does, does this uh, DDT off the top rope onto off the middle rope onto Wato pins him one picks him up and you're just like oh shit Katamara is disrespecting Wato big time he's like this 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 young punk's nothing picks him up brain buster one two three so extra extra salt rubbing into the wound you're new and you ain't shit is pretty much Yoshinobu Katamara's feelings towards Wato and you know the new new guy he just got beat and not in a chompy way but in a way that that uh, makes me really excited for that uh, future match between Kanemaru and uh, Wato what do you think of this tag match it's the best match on the show. Yeah. Uh, you know, it was awesome for all the reasons you said. It ended with Suzuki and Nagata just beating the shit out of each other still. They couldn't stop, you know what I mean? And they just oh, continued. The bell rings and they run back in the ring to beat each other up. <laughs> and the only thing, and I'm not trying to be a dick, but I do have to mention that Master Wado tried some kind of you know, standing moonsault thing and just almost killed himself. So, you know, when you see stuff like that, you just want to say to him, just to slow down a little bit. You know what I mean? Just slow it down just a little bit. Take it easy, you know, because um, he's got so much potential. He's just so fired up. He's still got that young line in him, you know, like yeah, he just wants so to excited. get out there, you know, So which I get. And, and that comes through his character, and I like that about him. He just has to control it a little more so he doesn't kill himself in the middle You've of the ring. You've got to be so excited, though, right? You've come back from your excursion. And now you can actually win matches in New Japan. Yes. You're just like, I'm going to break out all my shit. <laughs> uh, you don't need to go to that fifth gear every time, dude. You can, yeah, you can slow it down a bit. But, hey, he's, he's just uh, he's just started. So he'll uh, he's definitely going to grow. 
as as he goes along. Like in about a year's time, he'll he'll probably be awesome. Like it didn't take, in my opinion, show all that long to kind of put all the pieces together either. So you never know. Uh, I'm not even sure. Is Wato a junior? Like they've established yeah. that, right? Yeah. Yeah, I would think so. Um, you know, I'm I'm hoping I'm sure the plan was to debut him for the best of super juniors, which didn't yeah. happen, obviously. So I'm interested to see when he finally gets to do one of these tournaments. That's when you really see these wrestlers grow. When they start from A to B and you see where they start at one of these tournaments and where they end in a completely different way. And uh it's really fun to watch him grow. But we get to see that in a slower way with him. But I mean, you're right, he's gotta be so excited. And the timing of him debuting and all this, this is perfect. They can spend time on him. He can be a big part of this of the New Japan story. And, you know, they don't have to worry about all these other people that they have to make sure are part of things. So this is great for him. And they've got some faith on faith in him, too, which is obvious because he's in the uh, semi-main event. He's got Tenzan in his corner, and he's already tagging with, uh, you know, uh, Nagata. Well, he would have tagged with Nagata a lot. Maybe Tanahashi, in a bit, but it's different now. You know, it, you're not a young lion tagging with these stars. Now you're you're you're, for lack of a better term, yeah, you're a real wrestler. You know, so uh, it's a bit more important when you're tagging with the bigger names than it was when you were a young lion, because you know now now you can win. You know, you're not just there to, to job. Even though he did lose, it served the story fantastically. So that was definitely. Definitely my favorite match of the night as well. Just so much beef in that ring. But uh, <laughs> let's just go to the main event now. We've got Bushi, uh, Tetsuya Naito, and Hiromu Takahashi versus Taiji Ishimori, Dick Togo, and Evil. <clears throat> uh, now, I did like the previous match more, but this was still some great stuff. How different is Evil? He's, he's smiling. His demeanor in the ring is different. The way he approaches things is still very much like he's kind of moveset and everything, but he has switched it up quite a lot. Like he's gone all in, which is something I really appreciate. He's he's not just uh, evil Bullet Club version and doing the exact same shit. He's he's changed it up, and I I quite like it. Uh, I'm I'm really enjoying the uh, the evil ride. How about yourself? Yeah, the fact that he's committed 100% to this is is clear, you know, uh, so much so that he's like, he's not only coming off as the leader of Bullet Club, he's coming off as the leader behind the scenes too. You know, I mean, he's actually leading the match and stuff like that. I mean, it's it's really good stuff. And um, like you said, I immediately noticed that he was smiling. We'd never seen <laughs> evil smile ever. So, you know, him, it's so interesting how... You know, a a heel wrestler smiling makes him an asshole somehow. You know what I mean? It's yeah. so it's so great. Um, and, you, and you know, it's because he's a smug son of a bitch because you know he's got both titles, so he's got a bit of a smug air to him now too. <laughs> now we had some some mind games from Takahashi here at the beginning. What what happened there? Oh man. You don't remember? He had the Bullet Club shirt on, remember? Oh, shit, yes. He he, he comes... Oh, fuck, this was so good. Thank you. Uh, I probably should rewatch this match, too. But no, I, I remember this clearly. <laughs> uh, he's got his 
like awesome leather jacket with the patches on. He takes it off and crowd's like, oh, because there's a Bullet Club shirt on there. And Evil Evil's kind of nodding with a smirk on his face. And Naito and Bushi are just like, what the fuck? No. And then, of course, it's a fake out. And Hiromu starts trying to beat the shit out of Evil. And all is well <laughs> with the world once again. <laughs> Yeah, well, all this crazy shit's happened, so you don't know, you know what I mean? You're thinking, oh, my God, because Takahashi's been acting weird, too, you know? Mm-hmm. So, like, I mean, especially on his way out to the ring, he just didn't even look up. He just kind of looked down like he had something to hide, you know? And so, like, his overacting has just made all these storylines just ten times better. I, I love it. Um, I, I love the melodrama. I love his ability to... Um, tell stories. I mean, when, when you know, I'll say it on the show a million times is that pro wrestling boiled down to its basic is telling stories through physical movement. And so if you can do that with with just looking at the ground, you know, and pulling a jacket off, I mean, that's that's amazing stuff. And that's what it's all about. Yeah, uh, they, they have really set him up to be uh, such a huge face, haven't they? Uh, yes. He seems even more sympathetic than uh, Naito does. Uh, Naito had a few looks on his face that made him made it look like he was a bit uh, despondent. You know, he's not only just lost his title, but he's been betrayed by by uh, one of his uh, friends. So I really like that little touch as well. <clears throat> I gave you this little theory of mine because my theory is Evil's going to win. Their, their title match, and then uh, somehow either that night or, the, or another night, Ishimori is going to get in Hiromu's face. They'll set up a, maybe a junior t- title match, and then Hiromu can like beat the shit out of Ishimori and get it, get some modicum of revenge. Is it the same as beating Evil? No, but uh, will it make him and all of us feel better? Uh, yeah, it will. Plus, I like Ishimori, so that'd be pretty awesome. Now they haven't really set that up because why would you set that up when you've already you've already established a title match happening so that that'd be crazy but there's that's that's kind of i've said that i think i might have mentioned that a couple of weeks ago too that i might want uh ishimori to kind of challenge for that title i think that would work so there's that too there's uh everything is evil on bushi so Evil gets the win. He looks so awesome. Uh, he grabs Huromu and is about to do the uh, every, SCO, uh, everything is evil on Huromu, and just lets him go because he don't think Huromu's shit. So, yeah. oh, oh <laughs> really good stuff there. And then uh, Dick Togo did at one point bring back the, uh, I guess, the choke wire. Yes. Well. Yeah, we also had Giotto on uh, commentary for this match, and he was he was fucking with Milano the whole time, um, you know. And he asked Milano, he said, uh, "Are you going to buy the new Evil shirt?" And Milano said, "No, I'm not going to buy that." But Luke, you did, didn't you? Yeah, I did. I saw Giotto <laughs> wearing that last night, and I'm like, "You son of a bitch!" Because <laughs> I went on, uh, I thought, "Well, fuck it, I'll go to the Tokan shop." It's not there. I'll go to Pro Wrestling Tees. This is last night. It's not there. And I'm like, oh, 
God fucking oh the master heater strikes again because I'd love his I I would totally wear his shirt that just says so what I don't care. <laughs> That's great. Except he tweeted last week that that the you know the the shirt and he goes not for sale. <laughs> <laughs> what an asshole. But uh, I log in I log in this morning to to Twitter or something like that and I and I, I see it. Darkness Club. I'm like, oh, where is that? Apparently, they said it was on the token shop. I couldn't find it. Uh, but I did find it at Pro Wrestling Tees, which is funny because the, the tweet in question said, coming soon also to, well, Pro Wrestling Tees. So I was like, well, it's right there. Uh, I'm just going to grab it. So uh, I did buy the shit out of that uh, evil Darkness <laughs> Club shirt, and I, I don't regret it. Uh, I think it's cool. I guess uh, I'm I'm totally all aboard the evil train. No, no offense to Naito. Uh, would I have liked his reign to be longer? Yes, but evil is something new and different because he's never held either of these titles before. This is his first reign as both IC and IWGP heavyweight champion. So it's something fresh and new and exciting, and uh, yeah, I'm all aboard for it. Hey man, it's a big fucking deal, you know. And so it, it's it is rare nowadays for things like this to happen, things that change the complete landscape of a, of a company that rarely happens in pro wrestling. Cause everyone's so scared to do it, you know? So the fact that they've shown the, the huevos, uh, you know, to do this is, is a big deal. And, you know, I'm, I'm happy for you that you bought a shirt, you're having fun, you know, wrestling's good again in some ways. And it's like, you know, it's like, Oh my God, if it, if just for a couple hours a week, you know, things are normal, you know? So, I mean, I'm, I am struggling, you know, with, with those kinds of things in life is ha- trying to have that in my life, just get back to the way things were, which will never happen, but we can, you know, we can have these couple hours uh, that means so much to us that, that kind of, you know, help us just enjoy life. And, and I'm so happy to hear that you're doing that. Yeah. Uh, and uh, I, I, yeah, just uh, look. I know people have issues with it. I uh, I was just like I was in shock, just like everybody else. But um, I guess it it's a, it helps that even though I like Tetsuya Naito and I do think he's probably one of the best in the business in in terms of uh, character and in ring and all that kind of stuff. Uh, he's still I'm, not, I'm still not a mega huge. Naito fan. I don't dislike him. It's not Goto levels or anything like that. I think he's <laughs> fucking. I think he's fucking awesome. But yeah, uh, just something new, new and different to kind of sink your teeth into and, and enjoy. And I think that like when New Japan first came back, I was really happy. But I'm happier now because they've got the fans. Put it this way: if, if uh, American wrestling or even Aussie wrestling, like if they put. Uh, rule restrictions on the crowd where they you know you can clap and all that stuff but keep the yelling to a minimum five five minutes into the first match it'll be like you know this is awesome you know yeah. so uh i'm not just lumping the americans in like that's aussie crowds we're a rowdy bunch as well so uh <laughs> the new awesome. japan but the new japan faithful that they've, they've they've not had live shows for over 100 days and uh they don't want to lose them so yeah. They've been yeah, they, uh, boys and girls. 
and they understand their role in keeping this there. You know, um, it, it's an important role. But mm-hmm. uh, well, Luke, you ready to move on to preview Sengoku Lord? I hope I pronounced that right. I am. Okay, so, so I, I, go ahead. I'm sorry. No, no, go for it. Well, I was going to say, I did a little research. I mean, this will be on Saturday, July 25th. Um, you know, it's going to be at 5 a.m. for me, which will be 7 p.m. for you. And yep. um, it is in a place called Aichi, I think is how you call how you say it. But Sengoku yeah. is a period in Japanese history between 1467 and 1615. And it's basically known as like the all-out war period. You know, it's kind of like giant civil wars were going on at this time. And so there's all this war happening. And uh, and so, you know, you're the lord of war, I guess, if uh, okay. this is kind of, you know. So um, and it's at Nagoya, which is a part of that, you know, that area. And the place where it happens is uh, Aichi Pref, Pref, I don't Prefectorial. Yeah. Prefecture. Yeah. Prefecture. I don't know how to say that word. Fuck that uh, word. <laughs> Prefector Gymnasium. Send your emails. <laughs> <laughs> and it has a max capacity of 7,407 seats. So this can be a very similar type of thing to the, uh, the um, you know, whatever the big hall was that we just saw that Dominion was at. Um, but it's an interesting thing because, you know, this area, that prefectural, that means kind of state, I guess, that word. I, I'm not sure, but it kind of is what a state is to us. So whenever you see that prefectural, it means like it's like kind of like a government building, I guess. So, um, but, you know, we got all kinds of, they have the full card out. The only thing that's not on here, which um, is upsetting to me, is, uh, is Suzuki versus um, Nagata. I don't see that on here. And I see... Are they in matches? Maybe they are not. We'll find out here in a second. So Yeah, they are. Oh, um, they are. Fuck that. Yeah, Come on, I was man. also hoping for um, Yoshinobu Kanemaru and Master Wato. Yeah. Uh, instead, they're all in the same match. So we'll, we'll okay. get to that. Okay. Well, um, you know, I'll just run down what's what's going to come up. I mean, we don't. There's not much to say about this stuff. We've kind of already said it. But we got uh, Yuyamura versus Ishimori. That's going to be fun. You know, we'll, we know who win that one. But this might be, you know, when we have a challenge or who knows. You know what I mean? At the end of this, yep. you never know. Um, a lot of times, if a guy's in an opening match and he's one of the main guys, you may see him again later in the show. Uh, yeah. It, then there's a, a big tag match. We got uh, Taguchi, uh, Kojima, Hanma, and Makabe versus Gabriel Kidd. Uh, my new guy, Yoda Suji, uh, Toriyanu, and uh, Ishii. So that'll be fun. And it's interesting yeah. to see Ishii and Yano again together um, as kind of the two guys from Chaos on there. So maybe they're pairing them up again. Um, yes. Which, you know, we've, we've discussed that a little bit is what's going to happen next you know, for the heavyweight championships as far as the tag belts. And we know what's happening next, but after that, you know, we're always looking, you know, looking three moves down, you know, it's like chess. You're supposed to try to be three moves ahead. And as a fan, it's, it's, you know, some people call it fantasy booking, but it's kind of fun to see and try to guess where they're going to go. So, you know, maybe that's what's next. And you Um, can take your pick there. Either, uh, either kid or Yoda Suji are going to eat that. (laughs) Yeah. Um, uh, then our third match is going to be Sho, Yoshihashi, and Goto. Oh, my God. Like, if Sho wasn't on that team, I just wouldn't watch this <laughs> match, you know. Uh, versus LIJ, uh, Bushi, uh, Sonata, and, and Naito. That's kind of weird. Um, definitely a weird matchup. 
it's just something. But I mean, they don't have as many options as they would normally. So, yeah. but then we have this one where you got uh, Master Wado, uh, Tenzon, Yuji uh, uh, Nagata, Kotobushi, and Tanahashi versus Duki, uh, Kanemaru, Minoru Suzuki, uh, ZSJ, and Taichi. Um, so that'll be a lot of fun too. It's kind so of similar to. So, yeah, it's just a lot of beef. Um, then we got our first special singles match of the night. It's going to be Okada versus Takahashi. That'll be fun. You know, yep. uh, I think that we'll, if you've never, if you're not familiar with how great Okada is, you're going to see that in this match. Because, yes, uh, Yujiro is a good wrestler. However, he's going to be a great wrestler on that night because he's in the ring with Okada. Um, that'll be great. Uh, yes. Then we we have the open weight uh, championship match. The champion, I mean the challenger, El Desperado versus Shingo. Uh, you believe this El Desperado guy? What an asshole! <laughs> <laughs> yes, he is. I'm I'm really looking forward to this match. Uh, El Despi impressed, impressed me over the course of the New Japan Cup. He did lose his match against Ishii, but looked like a million bucks doing so. And uh, I was quite happy that they had another plan for. El Desperado, because he did pick up, he might a lot, but, you know, eliminated by Ishii. But for the rest of the tournament, uh, it was Pinche Locos all around. Hey, listen, if you're listening to the show right now, all right, now I'm not trying to say that we know anything or we're special or anything like that. But if you go back and listen to one uh-huh. of those first episodes, you hear us talking about, man, they're really building Desperado up for something. We saw this coming a mile away because we know these wrestlers. We've watched them very well. We know how New Japan does stuff. So, you know, I'm not saying that we're some geniuses or anything, but, you know, we're going to we're gonna give you some good information on the show, and that's the kind of stuff that, you know, that's pretty cool. There's little, little nuggets like that. So um, the main event that night is, of course, uh, the challenger, uh, Hiromu Takahashi, the mega babyface versus the monster heel evil. Um, and that is for the heavyweight and the IWGP Intercontinental Championship match. Now, do you have do you think there's any chance, Luke, that evil destroys Takahashi? He beats him uh, soundly and maybe it takes a while, but he beats him soundly and then he steals the um, junior heavyweight championship and just starts collecting belts and he ends up with a hundred <laughs> belts. What do you think? So you think uh, evil's going to be like uh, new Japan's Thanos. <laughs> yeah. The infinity belts will be his. Uh, maybe not because uh, I think he's, he, he might as well have said it in the, uh, in the transcript that we read out earlier that he's pretty much vacated that title. Yeah, it's true. He doesn't he that's a, care about those. That's a stank right. belt, and it, and, uh, it belongs to those rotten LIJ motherfuckers, I guess, in court to <laughs> evil. So I, 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 it, this is going to be a fucking great match, but uh, Romu better be ready to play a bit dirty because evil, evil is definitely going to do that. Uh, Romu's the third man who's been a junior heavyweight champion to challenge the uh, IWGP heavyweight champion. Uh, first was Prince Devitt. Uh, the second one was a guy named Kanemato, who I'm not too familiar with. Uh, either you know who he is or listeners are just going, he doesn't know who anyone is. <laughs> it wasn't was Kanemaru? I thought it was Kanemaru. No, Kanemoto or something okay. like that. Uh, I could quickly check on Chris Charlton's thing, but... Uh, I don't want to. 
<laughs> but yes, Prince, Prince Devitt was the first, and I think he went up against uh, Tanahashi. So, well, uh, Devitt never became heavyweight champion, so I guess we all know how that turned out. Uh, but actually, I might go back and find that match at some point for homework one of these days. I might add that to the list. But uh, this is going to be great, great stuff. The, the, the biggest heel in the company right now, you could say, is evil easily versus the biggest baby face they have, which is Hiromi Takahashi. It's going to be great stuff. Uh, expect some – expect a great match, but also expect some, some cheating and shit because it's Bullet Club. And, yeah, uh, Ishimori being in the opening match even even further hopens my – my uh, hope, hopens my hope. Yep, that's a term now. That uh, it'll be uh, Takahashi versus Ishimori for the Super Junior title in the in the future. Uh, pretty solid card there. Uh, I'm uh, I'm really looking forward to it. So that's that night. I don't think matches have been announced for the Sunday or Monday shows, which are uh, New Japan Summer. They're called Summer something. What are they called? I don't know. I, I I'm interested to see what these shows are because it's just like there's a million shows like in yeah. period, and I don't we don't really know what they're summer for. struggle. Yeah, summer struggle, but we don't know what they're for, and no. it's it's almost like they're gonna do a bait and switch here, and this is gonna be some kind of tournament, or I don't know. I guess we'll see. You know, I'm, I'm interested to see what happens. Look, I'm I'm just scrolling down. So we've got July 26 and 27. That's Sunday and Monday. Oh. And uh, on the schedule, it doesn't say necessarily for the live schedule, but for the schedule here, I've, and I'm, I don't think they're going to do house shows at the moment. I don't know. They might. Who knows? But uh, we've got uh, Wednesday show, this uh, Wednesday, Friday the 31st, August 6th, August 7th, August 8th, August 9th. So either some of these are house shows or they got a fucking tournament coming up and they're going to drop this big surprise bombshell. So it might not be that. It might just be summer struggle. Here's what we got going on instead of uh, the G1 because this is G1 season right now. So you know, either way, I look. I'm gonna miss the G1 if it doesn't happen, but I don't give a fuck. I'm just happy that New Japan is back on my TV. So you know, if it doesn't happen this year, it'll happen hopefully next year. It's fine. You know, I'm not, uh, maybe they're going to test the water, doing a few sub, a few uh, dates in a row to see if they can do that and pull it off in the current climate. That that's fine too, if they want to test the waters a bit before they uh, decide to do something as grueling as a as a tournament, be it a G1 or something else. So yeah, some a lot of shows to to look forward to and. All that kind of stuff. Now, if I'm on the New Japan World site now, not the New Japan 1972 schedule. And it does uh, say live for the 26th and 27th, which will be, well, sorry, 25th, 26th, 27th. That's Sunday, Saturday, Sunday, Monday. Then we got Friday for another show, 31st. And then we got a little bit of time off because then we've got August 6, 7, 8, and 9. Well, that is a lot of shows. So these are all, they all got the live icon on. So none of these are house shows um, that 
here. I think there was a Wednesday show or something. So I think they might be doing a couple of those, but you know, there's lots hey, of shit coming. Hey man, we're here to we're here to watch them for you and tell you all about them. You know, uh, and uh, Luke, we watched some matches this week too with our weekly homework. Um, what uh, you want to go first, or you want me uh, to go first? What do you think? I think you chose the better match. My match, I think, was good, but it, it, it's so obvious that it leads to a title match, which is probably what I should have suggested anyway, but I've put their title match on my back burner for potential homework stuff, so don't worry, it's there. Uh, but, yeah, let, I think I went first last week, so uh, you can go first this week. Well, my recommendation was um, uh, Marafuji versus Okada at King of Pro Wrestling 2016. This is during uh, Okada's legendary uh, run as champion, and uh, it's just one of the best matches ever. And it's just it's fucking not, awesome. I mean, right? I mean, it doesn't really get much better than it. It's amazing and for, for a thousand reasons. What would you think, Luke? Well, uh I watched uh, both my homework matches after I watched uh, Lions Break. So uh, uh, Charity was in the room with me, and uh, we both started a mini rave once Marafuji's music hit. It was just a kind of some kind of techno banger. So that that was pretty cool. I watched it with English commentary. I don't know who one of the guys was, but one of them was Kevin Kelly. Uh, so that kind of uh, helped because they they filled me in on a bit of story and all that kind of stuff which i really liked it's amazing shit uh the, the, the commentators really sell a lot of it too so uh i will say like i love me some good chops uh, i think Ichi does great great ones i think Kota Ibushi does some great ones all that kind of stuff but i d- don't think i've ever seen knife edge chops to the chest that all right if you pick up a bamboo stick or any kind of stick right and you just go you know, just move it really fast through the air. You'll hear this kind of wind sound, right? And that's how it looked when Marafuji would chop uh, Okada. Just these, just so fast and, and brutal. He's Both his hands whip, and then one of them just comes forward and just goes whack, and you're just like, fucking hell. They're incredible. He does uh, these amazing knee strikes and thrust kicks and or hook kicks which are fucking incredible. This is Marafuji I'm talking about right here. This is the first time I've ever seen uh, Naomichi Marafuji in any way, shape, or form, and he fucking blew me away. Uh, so that was the reason I kind of Googled a little bit about uh, Noah because I just want to go, like, oh, what's the deal with the name or how'd they start or and all that kind of stuff. So that's uh, that, that led into that. It, it's just really cool it's a carter taking a lot of punishment uh, so much punishment like and uh, the way he sells those those fucking chops oh incredible every, stuff every time that okada starts to get ahead of steam or whatever you call it starts to make a comeback marifuchi starts chopping him again or kicking him in the chest and so yeah. it's just you know it's it's not a matter of he can't physically come back. It's he has to actually fight through the pain. 
And that's one of the most amazing things about the match. Also, Marafuji had uh, claimed in an interview that he had the reversal for the for the um, Rainmaker. And so a lot of the match is Okada trying to hit the Rainmaker while Marafuji is, you know, reversing out of it. And so there's a lot of that that goes on in the match, too. It's just it's probably the most beat up you'll ever see uh, Okada get in a match. He gets beat the shit out of it is awesome. Yep. So we met, I think we mentioned this on the show as well, that uh, Noah has a style, which they mentioned in the commentary, called King's Road style, whereas uh, New Japan is obviously known for strong uh, strong style, right? But uh, I'd say Okada has a, has, has a lot of King's Road in him in the way he does his matches. Because isn't King's Road where you start off slow and then you end, you know, counter, 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 all that kind of stuff. Uh, so King's Road, it's kind of hard to explain, but I would say it, for me, you know, Okada's more of a Western style wrestler than he is mm. anything. That's my opinion. I King's Road is giant moves. That's what it is. It's gigantic moves that build to other gigantic moves and then selling. You know, if you look at your, you know, your Kawada versus Masawa, your big, you know, uh, standard king's road matches it's those guys beating the fuck out of each other in with just gigantic moves those matches might start with them just kicking each other as hard as they can in the face and both of them just kind of roll into the outside and selling for like five minutes and then they get back it's a much slower pace than what you're used to um in new japan and it doesn't have that indie style to it however you know, Noah kind of mixes that with modern wrestling, whereas New Japan mixes the strong style with modern wrestling. So hmm. it's kind of a mix all of it. And I would say that you get a mixture of all that kind of wrestling in every promotion that you see. You know, so I mean, it, but it's it's you know, if you watch like Kawada versus Masawa, you'll see what I mean about how it's this kind of really slow pace where they're just like like, for example, one of the things the King's Road style invented is the super finisher. Where, which we see in WWE now, where like, you know, John Cena's hit three AAs, but he can't beat the guy. So he climbs the top rope and does a, a super finisher. And that's what finally beats him. You know, that, that kind of stuff comes from all Japan. Oh, okay. There you go. So uh, I'm, uh, I'm learning as well as hopefully the listeners, unless they already know, in which case only I learned something and I do appreciate that anyway. So there you go. <laughs> <laughs> All right, so my match was uh, Tanahashi versus Suzuki at the G1 Climax 22. Uh, I also watched this one with English commentary, just with Kevin Kelly. Um, he's hit the archives a little bit, a little bit, and done some archival commentary. Uh, it's probably not necessary, but to to listen to those kinds of commentaries. But I appreciate it. Uh, I love Kevin Kelly, anyways, and he. He does, he does what I love a commentator to do, which is uh, inform and uh, also you know call the match. And he's really good, so I don't mind him covering older matches and stuff like this. And I think he covered it. That's probably part of the reason why I covered it. More like, oh well, this G1 match has commentary. It must be a, a really big one. And I and I, I think the finish is really big. The match probably isn't as good as one they have in the future, which is uh, uh, which is at King of Pro Wrestling 2012, because that one's for the title, and of course you're going to kick it into a higher gear for that, but 
I still thought it was uh, for for what it was. I thought it was a pretty decent G1 match. Uh, tai Chi looks like he's like a, <laughs> a, looks like a stoner surfer with his hair. Yes, something like that. Uh, his hair is pretty big. Uh, I did not expect that, and he's wearing shorts. Uh, I'm used to him with the tear off pants. So. You know, totally, totally different look eight years ago. I guess, well, that's to be expected. And Tanahashi has different music as well. I'm used to the Go Ace one that we have now. So I, uh, that took me aback. But, yeah, it was a good little good little match. Pretty solid stuff. I always like Tanahashi and Suzuki going at it together. What do you think? Well, I have a few things about this match that I liked. One was when um, <laughs> Suzuki got into the ring. He's doing the Kaze Nainari, you know, and he's getting in the ring, and a young lion is holding the ropes open for him, and he just boots the guy in the face, like, right on beat with the music. And <laughs> that was fucking amazing. I posted a video of that on our Twitter, and people thought that was hilarious. So um, that was great. <laughs> we also had surfer emo dude uh, Tai Chi, which was hilarious. And it reminded me also that Suzuki had lost that hair versus uh, hair match or whatever. And, you know, he used to have this crazy spike haircut that made him look like the bad guy in an anime, you know. And, uh, man, I missed that. That was so cool. It was nice to see these guys younger and see, you know, them go at it. Now, you could tell this was in the middle of a G1 where they're not trying to go, they're in third gear in this match. You know, they don't quite make it to fourth or fifth gear, you know, and that's okay. Yeah. They just had to fight a million other people. But this was like kind of the story match that led to their other big match, which I'm going to end up watching this week probably because I, I just didn't have time and I was definitely going to watch that one And uh, because it's just Kevin Kelly mentioned the next match that they have quite a yeah. bit because he was like, well, this is kind of – you know, one you got to watch so that you can watch this one, you know, and, and that's kind of what it was. So either way, it was good homework because it was great. Some great just uh, I don't know, some great stuff. And you get to see young, younger, not necessarily young, but younger uh, Suzuki. And man, he is so terrifying with that go behind uh, uh, waist lock thing he does. Oh, my God. It's like he moves so fast all of a sudden and he's just behind a dude and got him in like a, a sleeper. And it's like, oh, my God, how did he do that? It's yeah. awesome. And then you get the so obviously uh, Marafuji lost to Okada in that match, but uh, and in the Tanahashi match uh, there's a surprise because Tanahashi's the champ at the time, and Suzuki pins him uh, yes. with the Gotch style pile driver. So yeah, that sets up a title match which happened at King of Pro Wrestling in 2012. So I was going to suggest, dude, uh, a different match for homework. Uh, but I'll save it for next week because I might as well make it Tanahashi versus Minaro Suzuki for the IWGP title at King of Pro Wrestling 2012. So let's uh, let's make that my pick for homework, I guess, so we can uh, continue that uh, story that started in the G1 and see how it ends with uh, their title match, which is probably the one that Moxley was talking about, uh, having uh, been... Uh, something that he watched and thought, fuck, I'd love to wrestle these guys at some <laughs> point. And he has wrestled one of those men uh, already. So he wrestled in a really good match with Minaro Suzuki. Was it early this year or late last year? It was one of those two. So it was before all the trouble. So there you go. Uh, let's just make that my pick. And I've already got 
next week's pick picked out because I uh, will just uh, hold it over for for next week and uh, I'm not going to tell you what it is. So fuck you. <laughs> <laughs> well, uh, my pick for homework this week is we're going to keep it in the Suzuki Goon family uh, so much so it's Suzuki Goon versus Suzuki Goon. This is from um, Best of Super Junior 2017, and I know. You may watch this and think that I'm I'm stupid. This is one of my favorite matches of all time. All right, it is one of the most entertaining things you can watch in pro wrestling because here's what it is: it's Taka Michinoku versus Taichi in a. Nice. a all right, and so I, I kind of don't want to give it away, but the 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 match has a gimmick to it that is just outstanding that I've never seen done to this level before. Um, I kind of don't want to give it away, like I said, but all I would say is, you know, when you start watching it, go ahead and, and take note at what time it is, okay? And then a thing will finally happen in the match, and then take note at what time it is at that point, and you will be amazed at how they were able to accomplish uh, this incredible feat, and I can't wait till next week so we can talk about it because, oh, my God, it's one of the greatest matches of all time. And best of Super Juniors 2017, that would be um, a good few months before I started watching New Japan regularly because I started with the 2017 G1. So there you go. So that's just a tiny bit before I started. So that's kind of exciting. Yeah. I, uh Oh, man, I can't wait for that. That's, that's going to be a fun match. So there you go. There's our matches just just once again. So uh, those of you listening in, if you want to check them out with us, well, you probably won't watch them at the same time as us. But if you want to have them watched by the next show, if you like, it's Tanahashi versus Suzuki at King of Pro Wrestling 2012 and also Taka Michinoku versus Tai Chi at the Best of Super Juniors 2017. So there we go. There's a uh, there's a show, really. Yeah, man. You know, I mean, it wasn't quite right, but you know, I mean, there's there's someone that makes everything right, right? Yes, yes, yes. There is. Uh, in Gato, we trust. Never as fuck. <laughs>